Navigate Hope presents the It's Personal Podcast, where everyone has their own personal mental health story. I'm your host, Brendan Boylan, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Uh, And joining us today is a Canadian Football League all-star, a former member of the New Orleans Saints, an entrepreneur, CEO, and mental health advocate, defensive back Delvin Bro. Delvin, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing wonderful, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to tell your personal story uh, with mental health. You wrote an article not too long ago. It was in the Park Journal titled, It's Bigger Than a Neck. So what happened with your neck? Yeah, man. Um, It was my senior high school. Uh, We was down on kickoff. Um, you know, I had my best friend at the time. He was, uh, he, he, he was like, I bet you ain't gonna make this play. And I was like, all right, bet, you know, I'm, I'm, man, I got this, you know? And, uh, I shot out of there like a cannon, man. So the ball kicked out, shot out of there like a cannon. And our returner, um, was, uh, Peyton Jason, uh, out of Jesuit high school. Um, it was back in 2006. And as I shot out of there, man, I, man, I, I was running down there, man. And I, I dove in there. My head was my head was not down, but my eyes were closed as I was making the initial contact. And as I made the initial contact, man, like everything just went dark. Like my neck jerked back um, and everything just went dark. And, um, you know, I'm hearing my teammates like, hey, D-Bro, D-Bro, get up. We need you. We need you. Mind you, now, my body's not moving. Everything is black for me. And I just hear their words going into the shallow. And I'm, I'm trying to talk to them like, hey, I'm, I'm all right. But, you know, I, I can't move. You know, and, and it's like their their words were going into the shallow, and then that's when a bright white light appeared. Within a few seconds, a bright white light appeared. Something I can't explain, um, but but the the what I can uh, reference it to is uh, uh, what is it? Bruce Almighty. Uh, whenever Morgan Freeman was in in a, um, in a building, and it was just an all white building, um, that's how bright it was. It was just that bright white light, and and uh, within a few seconds, my coach came over and you know put some smelling salt underneath my. Uh, underneath my nose and he was like hey you all right and I was like yes sir he's like all right well let's get up you know and I got up on my own power and uh you know I got to the sidelines and um you know in high school when you get injured you have to sit out three plays back in 2006 you have to sit out three plays so I'm jumping up and down on the sideline getting ready to get back in the game and that's when I felt this sharp pain shoot up uh the back of my neck and then I immediately turned around and I you know I saw my dad and I went to my dad I said I said dad something is back here bothering me you know, I was pointing at the back of my neck. I said, something is back here bothering me. And uh, he set me down, tried to put, they put an ice bag on my neck, and they gave me some ibuprofen. And as I'm taking ibuprofen, I couldn't swallow because my disc slipped in my esophagus. So I'm coughing up the pills on the sideline, man. It was, it was excruciating. That's when I felt this excruciating pain shoot up the back of my neck. And I told my dad immediately, man, call an ambulance. And that's when they came and got me, put me on a stretcher, and they took me to the hospital. For, for people who don't know, Delvin broke... Uh, three vertebrae in his neck. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but eight years out of football, uh, was never able to play at LSU. You work your way from the Gridiron Developmental League to the Arena League to the CFL, eventually the NFL. Now you're back in the Canadian Football League. Man, Delvin, your story in just football is extraordinary. And then you start opening up about your mental health struggles Uh, So outside of football, you talk about your early life in this piece that I mentioned earlier. What happened in your home life that really shaped your mental health going forward into your adult years? 
Oh uh, yeah, it was uh six years I was out of playing football. Um I just wanted to make sure we get there with six years, but you know, eight years sound better. <laughs> uh eight years sound better, man. But uh it took me six years to get back on, so I appreciate that. But uh yeah, man, growing up, um, you know, my my dad was a dictator. Um, you know, it it, it wasn't um you know, everything wasn't peaches and cream, you know, um, as far as family having vacations, what vacations, man? I, I can't recall a vacation we took, you know, as a family, man. Um, like I said, we never even went to Blue Bayou. Um, but it, it was tough, man. It was tough. My dad was a no nonsense type of guy, you know. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah, I, I felt I was treated differently as a kid, man. Um, I, I used to get I used to get abused, uh, uh, physically abused, you know, uh, like like with whippings, right? You get whipped, man. But my whippings was taken to a whole nother, whole nother max, man. You know what I'm saying? And as a kid, that's something I didn't understand. And my dad was like, "Oh, it's all tough love." But tough love, man. You you're really messing with me mentally, man. You know, from getting beat with a bat, you know, to for not knowing the 50 states, man. Like, come on, man. I'm just a little kid, man. I, like, come on, bro. You know, I'm a little kid, man, and, and, and you, 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 you that angry to go get a bat and beat me with a bat, man, over the 52, over the 50 states, excuse me, like over the 50 states, man, you know, and, 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 and not just that case, you know, me and my brothers, we got, we got whipped over, uh, over a bag of corn chips, bruh, you know what I'm saying? Like, he thought, he thought somebody stole a bag of corn chips, man, the original Frito chips out of the chip bag, man, nobody eats those. You know, and I, I I I think my dad is something wrong with him mentally, man. Um, and and but you you know when you talk about it, you know he's thinking, oh nothing wrong with me, nothing wrong with me, I'm good, I'm fine. But 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 how could you how could you say you're fine when you're beating your sons over a bag of chips, man? You know, and it got so it got so you know rough around there. You know, like one night I can remember, you know, the, the situation about the bag of chips. You know, he almost went and got one of those jack pipes, man. You know, like a like if you're trying to jack up a tire, man. He went, you know, went and got one of them one day, bro. You know, thank God my brother ran away because ain't no telling what would have happened, man. So about nine years old, man. I um, you know, that's when I, I that was my first attempt. You know, I tried to uh, you know, I, I tried to commit suicide. I went in my dad's closet at nine years old, man, after getting a, a whipping because I was I, I was trying to figure out why, like why me, man, why. You know, uh, I'm just a little kid. So, you know, uh, like I said, I used to get punished. I used to be nailing in rights man, for like two hours, bro, on tile. On tile, man. If that's tough love, I mean, that's bullshit, you know. And um, and like I said, he was a no-nonsense type of guy. And at and, and, uh, nine years old, man, I knew where he put his gun at. You know, his gun was in the top closet. And, uh, you know, I, I, one day they all my family left. And, uh, you know, I was on my knees. I was punished in the dark, man. Um, and, and I went in this closet, man. And, you know, um, and, you know, I, I had this nine millimeter, you know, I had it in my hand, man. And I was very much so contemplating on taking my life, man. Um, and, and the reason why I didn't go through with it is because I didn't, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't, I, the gun was too heavy, right? It was too heavy for me. I'm nine years old trying to hold a, hold a gun, man. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it. And I'm just looking at it, man, like I'm about to take my life. You know, I'm tired, I'm hurting, I'm in pain, I'm a little kid, man, but this is called tough love. I, I, that's bull crap, man. You know, and the gun was so heavy, man, I, I didn't know how to work it, so I ended up putting it back up in the closet, man, and I was like, man, that's not the right way to go. You know, um, I always wish I had a different family, man. I, I don't think my family even knew that, so you you getting a great insight. I always wanted a different family, man, because of the abuse, man. I, I, I didn't know, 
you know, I, I wanted to know what it felt like without that, man. You know, it, it wasn't even talking with him, man. It was straight, you know, I'm, 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 I'm tearing ass up. You know, he had this little size 10. You know, he, he used to work for Surgeon and Waterboard, and he had this uh, size 10. Uh, it was a shoe sole. You know, he took it out, he wrapped it up, man. And that's what that's how we used to get whipped, man. Um, like some days, man, I used to go to school, but I can't even sit down in my damn chair, man. You know what I'm saying? Even my brothers too, man. We could like, I, but I'm gonna share my story. I couldn't even sit down in my chair someday going to school, and we couldn't tell nobody because of we were afraid what my dad gonna do. Man, I feared my dad for so long, man. You know that it 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 actually led into my life as an adult, man. You know, as a teen. You know, I've been a prison in my mind for 30 years, man. You know, being scared of my dad and being fearful of my dad, man. But I don't think that's right, man. It fucked with me mentally. You know, it really messed with me mentally, man. And um. And uh, I had another attempt back in uh, 2012, um, no, 2009, I'm sorry, 2009, where I tried to uh, OD off of pills because my mind was just messed up, man. You know, I, I had so much pain and anger built up inside me, man. Like, I always wanted to talk to my dad about, like, why? Like, why me, man? Why? But he never went, oh, I, that's tough love. That's tough love. And, you know, that's, that's, that's how my mama raised me. And, that's, and, and I did what's right. I, I, I'm like, if that was right, man, that's bullshit. But he didn't want to hear that. Like I said, he's a dictator. He don't want to hear nothing, man. He's right his way or the highway. And I'm tired of that, bro. I've been tired for so long, man. I built up the courage to say I want to tell my story because I wanted to help somebody else, man. You know, I tried to kill myself, you know, three times, man. And and, and it was all due to that. And I always wanted to know why. But you know, I never got the answer. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to ever get the answer. And, and that's why I'm okay with sharing my story now. Delvin, you talk so much about sharing your story there at the end of that, and uh, there's this this stigma, especially with African-American males, uh, even more so for you who play such a physical sport, that you're quote-unquote weak if you don't talk mm -hmm. about your mental health or your feelings. How did you finally come to peace uh, to combat that stigma and, and write this piece and share your story? Oh, uh, you know what, man? It was, um, you know, I, I was 25 years old, man. I'm gonna say back in 2015, whenever I signed with the uh, with the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, I, I, I tried to uh, reach out to my dad. You know, I was like, hey, man, I think it's time for me to to talk. You know, I, I reached out to him like, hey, pops, can we talk? Is there any way we can talk? He, you know, uh, uh, what the AC broke in the house? You know, uh, 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 it was always some type of an excuse. You know, we never, because I'm more sure he knew what I wanted to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I knew he knew what I wanted to talk about, but it's always a brush to the side. And I was just like, you know what, man, I'm not going to get that answer. So you know what? I'm going to forgive him. I forgave him and I forgave myself, man. I forgave myself for holding on for so long. Even after, uh, after I forgave him in 20, uh, at 25, I still was trying to figure out how can I implement my dad in my life to get what I need out of him. But it never happened, man. It never happened. So there'd be days where I would still try to, you know, try to figure out, like, why my dad did this to me? Why he did this? Why why me? Like, why this way? You know, but I never can get that answer. So I was like, you know what? I'm at peace with it, man. I'm, I'm done with it. It's time for me to share it for someone else. Someone else can be going through this. What stays behind closed doors don't need to be said or whatever, man. I, I don't understand. And you said that behind these closed doors, we, we have to let it out and as I said, in 2015, it's your first with the Saints. You're named Defensive Team MVP as voted on by the fans. You're the recipient of the Ed Block Courage Award, uh, which is voted on by your teammates. 
and honestly, you were probably a Pro Bowl snub that year as well. You played perhaps <laughs> the best football of your entire career. But what people didn't see was that you were going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. You were seeking help through AA. You mm-hmm. were playing national televised games hungover. Mm-hmm. What dangers are there in forgetting that despite people's success that we see, whether it be in their job, whether it be through social media, that we really have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's okay to open up and talk, man. Like, because, you know, like I said, you never know what a person going through, man. Like I said, you see me balling out there doing well, man. And I was, you know, some games I was under the influence. And, um, you know, it, it was it was tough, man. It was tough because, you know, I always wanted that answer. And if I have finally got that answer, how would it have made me feel? So moving forward, you know, guys who are going through this, you know, come out early. Talk about it. You know, it's okay to share. You're not weak-minded. You're not weak. You're actually helping yourself, man, because I feel damn good about myself now. You know what I'm saying? And I wish I would have learned back in 2015 that, man, hey, forget it. Let it go. You're not going to get the answer you want because he's stuck in his ways. That's it. That's who he is. And, man, look, it's okay to come out. So don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Hey, I want to get myself better mentally. I want to go get help. I went enrolled myself in AA personally. You know, um, after I went, um, I went, I I went enrolled myself uh, in AA before I actually uh, went to Coach Payton. I went to Freddie Mac and I told him my situation. I went to, you know, then I talked to Coach Payton. Then they got me to go to Tennessee right before the Tennessee game uh, in 2015. I, I I took my I took some time off to go to uh, Houston with uh, with John Lucas. And, uh, man, he most definitely helped me, man. He's a guardian angel. So I, I really appreciate John Lucas for taking the time to work with me and help me understand that, man, it's okay to come out and talk about your problems. You know, don't let that shit sit on your chest, man, because that's why you could have killed yourself back in, 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 in 2009 when you were nine years old and in 2010. So don't be afraid to come out and talk. And, man, I, I really appreciated that. So going back, uh, and and a lot of your pain and and a lot of your mental health struggles stem straight from uh, your relationship with your father and and going back to your childhood. You've started to Mm -hmm. express some interest in coaching. From what I understand, Mm -hmm. you've received some offers, um, especially with your time off because of the COVID outbreak, no Canadian Football League this season. How do you feel you can use your experiences, not just on the football field, but also the experiences you had at home and knowing that maybe every kid you coach isn't coming from a peaches and cream type of situation at home. What kind of influence can you have on them as well as your, your young son, DJ? Man, you know, I can have a great, great, great impact on a lot of kids because uh, first of all, I, I, I didn't make peace with the situation, right? So now I'm comfortable to share. So when I see a kid who's, who's asking for help, mind you, now kids don't have to 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 uh to to be all informed right they can act out man kids lash out like me i was lashing out my lashing out was asking for help i was crying for help so now i can see that in kids now right i can see if a kid lashing out wanting to to to, to run away or, or or wanting to not eat because they're not eating at home or or don't have clothes you know that that's fitting for for school you know either they dingy dirty not clean or something i can see that now you know what I'm saying? I can see that. And I, I wouldn't mind going, ask the kid, hey, can we sit down and talk? What's going on? What's your situation? 
and and maybe I can help, you know, because I've been through it. I know what it feels like to be you know, on that end of, of the abuse. You know what I'm saying? I know what it feels like. And, it, it, and it's not good, man. It's not a great feeling. So I can help those kids, man, by just sharing my story and, and helping those guys and mold those guys into to saying, hey, man, it's OK to come out and talk, man. It's OK to, to share your story, because the quicker you share your story, the better you will feel, man. And then you can move on with your life like I'm doing right now. Um, and then for my son, man, I can sit down. I'm not going to do what my dad did. I'm not, man. I'm not going to sit up here and beat ass first and then want to talk later. I'm not doing that. That's bullshit because it scarred me. It scarred me. It could have it really killed me mentally, man. I could have killed myself mentally, dog. I'm not going to do that with my son, and I'm not going to do that with the kids that I'm working and coaching with, man. So I'm thankful that I got a coaching opportunity uh, to where I can be around kids and I can help those kids maneuver and work their way through situations, man. And for my son, I'm going to talk. You know, I'm going to talk to my son, man. I ain't got to beat ass. I have a stern enough voice to what my son would understand. Hey, no means no, and yeah means yeah. Simple. What advice would you have for other coaches? You said right there that there's things that you can see now in a kid because you were in his shoes of mental, physical abuse, uh, some mm-hmm. poverty times in your life. What would your advice be? to other coaches and what should other high school and maybe middle school coaches be looking for, especially in a time with COVID where kids are home more than ever? Um, you know what, man? Um, I, I want the other high school coaches to take time out uh, of coaching football and sit down with their players and talk to them. You know, have a session uh, with, with each player, man, because each one of those players have different stories, right? Um, whether they be on a weekend, you know, maybe go bowling, uh, maybe we go, you know, go, go take a hike, you know, but sit down and, and actually interact with those players, not just about X's and O's. It's not just about X's and O's because somebody can be going through it mentally, bro. Like me, I'm a, like one of those kids can, you know, have belt with uh, what you call those belt marks on their ass, you know, can't sit down in class. But I want those kids to be able to come talk or even high school. I want those kids to be comfortable enough to come talk to their coaches. Hey, coach, I'm having a problem at home. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I want my coaches to do that. And I want the coaches over the world to see like, hey, man, it's not about us. It's about the kids, man. Those kids lashing out, man, it's because they're crying for help. It's a need for help. So I want coaches to pay attention to that man and say it's okay to come talk to us and actually do something about it. Don't just damn talk to the kids and just, okay, well, dismiss them because they go home to the same shit. Actually do something about it, man. Bring the parent in. You know, you know, I don't fear nothing no more, man. So I'm willing, if something going on, I'm, man, I want to talk to the parent because we need to figure it out, man, because your kid is lashing out in school for something. It's something bothering this kid, man. And we need to get to the bottom of it. And I think that would be a, a great way to start, a great way to help, man, and, and get counseling for kids, man, because I don't want kids to go through what I've been through, man. You know, it's enough suicide attempts in this world as it is, man. That sucks, man. And then you got the kid, what happens behind closed doors, stay behind closed. Fuck that model, man. That's old generation shit, man. We got too many people committing suicides over some dumb shit that could get handled, that could get solved, that kids can go get help. And that's what I want, man. That's what I want. You talk a lot about kids and some of the things that that maybe adults don't see nowadays. Would you assess in your time working with – the NFL, the CFL, working with some older veteran players and, and then some kids that are coming straight out of college, would you say that the mental health uh, now 
in the 21st century and over the last few years is getting better or worse than the previous generation in terms of people wanting to come out and talk about it? Man, you know, I, I think it's going to get better, man, as long as we push the agenda, right? We have to continue to keep pushing this agenda, man. Uh, we have to keep pushing the suicide mental health work. We need to keep pushing it out there because uh, uh, the more we talk about it, the more kids and the more college kids can come open up, right? Because that's when I try to commit suicide, you know, twice, man, in college because, you know, it all dawned on me or whatever. But but you know, being able to have an assessment, right? You let, Let's have a, 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 an assessment, man, to where we really can get, get down to the nitty gritty as to, you know, what's really bothering people, man, you know? Um, and, and, and like I said, man, it, it's, it's going to take it one day at a time, right? It's going to take one step at a time. It ain't going to happen overnight, man. Um, but but we need more people to push the initiative, man, and, and, and seek help. You know, don't be afraid to reach out, man. And, and also, don't be afraid for us uh, adults, man, to, to go talk to kids and talk to uh, college kids. And, hey, man, what's going on? You know, it's, it's okay to just talk, you know, to talk about life, man, because football is, is it's okay. Football is there, but it's more about life after football is where most, you know, you know, adults, you know, um, you know, especially being a, a professional athlete, um, you, you're taking all those concussions, taking all those hits and, and, and that shit dawn on you, man. You know, guys revert to alcohol or they revert to substance abuse and, and, and it's not good, man. So having, having us push this initiative early, man, uh, I, I think it would be great for the community. Well, Devin, you just saw that Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, he opened up about some of his struggles uh, with losing his mother uh, to cancer and then his, his own brother to suicide over the last few years. What would your challenge be to some of your teammates uh, in the CFL or former teammates in the NFL to step out and talk about their issues like you and Dak have? Man, it's okay. That's why I'm going, it's okay. You're not weak. You're not letting nobody down, man. I promise you. The abuser, they want you to talk about it because they need help. They need answers. So it's okay to talk about it, man. And it, think about it. You're not just helping yourself. You're have, helping so many more people than you, man. You're helping so many more people than you, man. Millions, billions of people, man. Why not make that impact? Why not be that hero? Why not be that superhero for somebody else, man? Especially Dak Prescott, especially myself. Name Big names like us, man. Why not? Kids are going to look up to us, man. College kids are going to look up. Adults are going to look up to us, man. And that's going to make more guys in the CFL, NFL, they're going to come out more because they can rally behind guys like us because we're strong. They're seeing how we're making moves, making initiatives go. I, I Man, look, I, I talked to one of my teammates maybe like a month ago, man, and we was talking about mental health uh, awareness and how our mental health is, man. And, and, and they're they're ready to come out and talk. So I can't wait to I can't wait, man, because I'm helping too, right? I'm I'm sharing my stories with them because they're like, damn, bro, you're confident to tell your story. You ain't weak. I know I'm not weak. I'm not weak. I'm not a coward. I'm not scared. I don't fear anything. It's because I didn't been through it. I didn't live through it. Now it's time to help somebody else out, man. Yeah, that's beautiful, Delvin. That that truly is. Uh, finally, my last question for you is, you know, September is Suicide Prevention Month. Uh, you're a suicide survivor yourself. What would your message be to anyone, whether they're a Saints fan, a Ticats fan, a Delvin Bro fan, or someone who had never heard your name before listening to the, your, uh, this podcast? What would your advice be to them? And, and what did you do to help get yourself out of that dark place? 
Uh, you know, what what I want to uh, say, man, is, is don't be afraid, you know. Um, yes, I know you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But don't go into those dark days, man. You know, go 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 jog, go swim. Go. I play flag football. Flag football helped me out a lot. Um, you know, go go do something to get your mind off it. Because yes, that shit sucks. It's hurtful, and you want answers. I know you want answers, but sometimes you're not going to get those answers because people are stuck in their ways. So you just have to understand that. Hey, maybe that's the best they could have done. You know what I'm saying? Open your mind up. Like, hey, that's the best they could have done. Am I going to make the same mistake with my kid? No, hell no. So you have to be strong mentally. And once you once you break peace with yourself, that's what happened with me. Once I broke peace with myself, I feel so good, man. I feel damn good. So if anybody that's that's going through it right now, don't be afraid to talk about it, man. Please don't, because I, I need to see you. I need to meet you one day. You know what I'm saying? Delvin Bro wants to meet you because I've been through it. I, I survived it. I want to meet you. I want to talk to more survivors, man. So, so if that's what they can take, just be mentally strong. You know, find something to do um, uh, uh, to get your mind off. And whenever you're going through those moments, like I said, I used to play flag football. I, I went play flag football. I went lift weights. So go find something to to occupy that time. And then when you come back, man, hey, you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna be like, okay. But then you're going to go back into a dark space because I was doing the same. You're going to go back to a dark space and you're going to you, you want to revert to drinking and take away the pain. Are you going to revert to smoking? F all that, man. Don't do that because that ain't going to do nothing but deteriorate. That's going to make you go down and be in a dark space even much longer. So just find a find a peace, find a balance. Pray to God. I'm a big believer in God, man. I'm a big believer in God. Um, so I prayed to God. I always had my Bible with me. So whenever I went in those, those dark spaces, I would pull out my Bible and God would help me see the light. You know, he was like, hey, look, there are better days coming. Just continue to keep fighting. Continue to keep fighting because Delvin Bro wants to meet you. Delvin, for people who don't know you, you are this animated, this positive all the time. You're super interactive on your social media platforms, on Twitter mm -hmm. uh, and Instagram. Currently, you're writing a book. You tweeted today that it's nearly done. Mm -hmm. We're so excited to get a chance to read that. And you have an amazing apparel brand. I've bought mm -hmm. a handful of shirts myself. I have a hat on the way. How can people follow you and find your apparel brand? Uh, absolutely. Um, you can go on um, Instagram. It's uh, Bro Show 40 uh, Bro, B-R-E-A-U-X-S-H-O-W-40. Um, and then my apparel page is brochure underscore apparel underscore. Um, and on Twitter, you can find me at brochure24. Um, and yeah, man, my fan arc is all under my bio. So y'all go support, man. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the new movement I'm doing. And um, yeah, man, I, I mean, I'm excited, man. Well, Delvin, we are so thankful for your time. Um, all we can do is hope and pray that the, the right person hears this at the right time and that your story uh, beyond football is still as inspirational or even more inspirational than your uh, story with football. So we thank you so much. I appreciate it, Brendan. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the It's Personal Podcast by Navigate Hope. We want to thank our guest, CFL defensive back Delvin Bro, for sharing his personal mental health story. For more information and resources on mental health and suicide prevention, head to navhope.org. That's N-A-V-H-O-P-E dot O-R-G. And we'll see you next time for the It's Personal Podcast.